He's Jimmer. He's Christian. Welcome back to Two PTs and, and a, a Bag, bag of, of chips. chips. Today we are going to be discussing pain. Ooh, that's a painful topic. Nice. Nah, no. And we're going to review the kettle sea salt and fresh ground pepper potato chips. Is it sea salt or regular no, salt? It's just regular salt. Salt, salt, just and salt and fresh pepper. Fresh what? ground pepper. Salt and fresh ground pepper. Yes. Yeah. Crinkle cut. Chris crinkle cut? That's crinkle. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't work then. No, that's different. That's always easy to confuse. I can understand that. For foreigners. Yes. You know, we're foreigners. Are we? You are not. I am. Ooh. Hope nobody's listening. You were. You I no be. longer are. No. I no longer be. Yeah. Pain. Anyway, pain. Pain is an interesting thing. Because it's just your mind perceiving something. We all perceive that differently. Yes. Uh, everyone, obviously, is going to experience it in a different way. When somebody says, this is the worst pain I've ever felt, that could be true. The infamous scale, right? Yeah, pain zero scale. to ten scale. Zero, no pain. Ten, the most pain you've ever had. People are always concerned about getting that one right. And there, honestly, is no wrong. No, there's no wrong. It's a relative scale. It's relative to you. And to you only. Because if we ask you this week, or you ask me this week, I would say I'm at zero pain. But next week, I may be at ten pain or one pain. And so the change in pain is more what we're worried about versus the actual number. Exactly. It's just a comparison. And it also determines sort of a baseline. What's your pain level like today, Jimmer? A zero. So if we're exercising and he goes, that hurts, and we go, what's your pain level like now, Jimmer? Four. Then that probably tells us we've done too much and it's time for us to stop. Or we're working the wrong exercise, or Jimmer doesn't have a very high pain threshold. And we are required to document this for insurance. Yeah, that's where the whole pain scale comes in, right? It's it's semi-objective. Yeah. I, with, with a big semicolon in the front, semicolon in the back. There's also the uh, Wong Baker pain faces, which yeah, is a more... That one is also very good. Yeah, so there's a face that looks various levels of comfortable to not very comfortable. Happy to sad. It's really happy. They're kind of like emoticons. Yeah, they are emoticons. That's probably the earliest case of the emoticon. Emoticon, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Within the, the pain world, we have acute pain, which would be right now or very brief or as a result of uh, uh, an immediate noxious stimulus. Whoa, noxious. We have chronic pain, which is long-term pain that someone's been dealing with for a long time. That's probably the one that we deal with the most. Yeah. Chronic pain. So. Occasionally we hurt people, but it's by accident, and that's acute pain. Yes, acute, not cute pain. No, not no cute. No such thing as cute pain. It's A-C-U-T-E yes. pain. Absolutely. Acute pain. Yeah, that's, we don't set out to hurt. I'm always a little baffled when patients come in and say, well, I'm kind of apprehensive of starting physical therapy because I've heard that you guys are going to hurt me, yeah. which is not really true. No. Or they might be uncomfortable, but actually inflicting pain on purpose is... Contra Fra frowned upon. It, well, it's, it's contradicting what we're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. Yeah, we're always trying to get you kind of right on the edge of what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. And in doing so, we're working on 
increasing range is the most common with that kind of scale or even just working on exercising. We, the only way to get stronger is to do it. And so sometimes you have to be a little uncomfortable to do that. Which is, that's the key right there, right? It's not pain, it's discomfort. It's soreness, it's the, and I know there's 500 different words varieties of words for pain depending on your, your language. And, but yes, we're not trying to inflict pain, we're trying to create a discomfort that is beneficial. And pain is never beneficial. Pain makes you tense up, pain makes you tighten up, pain makes you yeah. scream, which I mean, is not good in a clinical setting. No, I mean, pain is, is a defense mechanism. It's your body's way of telling you that is not good for me. Yes, we need to stop. But dis discomfort or, you know, tension is, is something that we can work into or work with. And so, that it's really important that when we're working with anybody that they indicate to us when something hurts. I and mean, we can see on your face if you're grimacing or if you're working hard, but I can't tell you if your pain is from your muscles working like they haven't worked before or if it's from where we're hurting you. And that's something where communication becomes a really big and really important factor. Yeah, that starts in day one, right? So you, you have to understand that we are not trying to inflict pain. The the the, the fav, famous quote, no pain, no gain, is a bunch of bull when you ask me. Yeah, it's really old school. No pain, no pain. That's our motto. Yeah. We, we're not trying to hurt you. We're trying to create a comfortable atmosphere that will allow you to be successful and it will allow us to be successful. So we're trying to mobilize your neck or your shoulder or your knee, and we're creating pain. We're creating a barrier. So no pain, no gain, not true. We can throw that one out. Toss it right out. That's right. Uh, we also hear a lot of, in front of the word pain, bone pain, you know, neuro pain, uh, muscle pain, any of those kind of pains. And that, that's pretty helpful usually, pretty descriptive. It gives you a pretty good idea whether or not this pain is what's called somatic pain, which is more uh, sort of skin, nerve, muscle stuff, versus visceral pain, which is going to be organal pain, which we don't see too much of around here. But on occasion, you will get uh, visceral pain and that's going to be something like an appendicitis or a gallstone or uh, you know gastrointestinal issues and sometimes those issues will refer into most commonly with us like the low back or something in the pelvis and it'll initially be seen as low back pain or muscle pain but won't be correct it doesn't respond to treatment and you know there's there's tests and things we can do to eliminate or look at differential yeah differential mm -hmm. diagnoses about what might possibly be contributing to your pain so pain provocation is part of what we do but that's that's only to try to pinpoint determine the cause what might what might be the cause of your pain exactly and so usually with the initial evaluation there's a moment where you say we're going to poke you and we're going to determine you know what causes your discomfort cuz i can push somebody somewhere and cause pain, but is it the pain that they're coming in for? Is that is that what's bothering them? Is that what's limiting them? And that's hard to do when you're very gentle because yes. you're not no, able you're, to uh, elicit the response that you need. Yeah. Well, it's called pain provocation for a reason. So th there are times when you have to pro provocate, <laughs> provoke Provoke. Pain. Yes. I'm fluent. We could probably do a whole episode on chronic pain. You do. You're yeah. Chronic pain is certainly more limiting 
Because if you bump your elbow and you know you just bumped it and you remember you bumped it, you're not so worried that it's a little sore. And most people will continue to kind of move and work or maybe take a few days away from that and kind of eventually it works itself out, no big deal. Chronic pain is that pain that comes up every time or is constantly there or worsens or... Chronic pain is so much more of, of, a, of an influence on everything. So you become, it becomes a lifestyle. You, you try to change things on, on a daily basis to avoid pain. You, you avoid certain activities. You avoid certain positions. You, you move in a different way. So it has a whole body effect. And to say chronic pain is psychological is nonsense. Chronic pain is neither physical nor psychological, or it's both physical or psychological. There, there's, if you are constantly affected by a certain level of pain, it's going to change who you are, what you do, where you, you go. How you respond to stimulus is, exactly. is one of the biggest ones. Yeah. There's a whole uh, sort of questionnaire out there called the, the fear avoidance questionnaire, and that's a really big indicator of how much pain is limiting you and how much you're being limited by your fear of having pain, which is also an interesting psychosocial type of relationship there. Yeah, and things become a lot more complicated and complex, which is why I hinted at earlier that we could probably do a whole episode on chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and we may lo- get back to that at some point. I think we should, yeah. yeah. And lots of times we, you know, patients will jokingly say, you guys are more psychologists than physical therapists, and clearly you can't separate those two. You, th- there's definitely a, a strong psychological component to how we treat and how we treat you. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the goal with us is, is typically movement, right, and encouraging movement, and, and we'll do just about anything to get you there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes, and again, without elaborating too much, but if we're dealing with chronic pain, we're looking more at function. So we may not necessarily address pain or pain control as much as we look for improved function. And sometimes improved function will actually result in decreased pain. Uh, it's, you know, one of those vicious vicious cycles? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a feedback loop. Circles? Fear prevents movement. Lack of movement increases pain, increased pain, increases fear, and that just kind of circles and cycles and cycles until you, yeah, the kind of chronic pain cycle, as yes. it would be. You get stuck. Called. Trivia? Yeah, I'll have some. All right. Last week's trivia question, The Diary of a Young Girl is better known by what title? The Diary of Anne Frank. Yeah, we had several correct answers again. Yeah, that was a, that was a good question. Yeah. I had somebody ask if I was in Amsterdam because I showed a photo of the Anne Frank house. Oh, yes. Yeah. You weren't. I wasn't. No, you were here. No. We, we've sent uh, McKenna there, though. She's on her way. She will be there as you listen to this. She's on her way. Yep. If you have not been uh, and you're in Europe or Amsterdam, it's probably easier. Yeah, you should just, go visit the Anne Frank house. Yeah, it's, very, it's, it's, it's very enlightening. It's, it's very indrukwekkend. Indrukwekkend. That's yes. a heel good word. Yes. It's, uh, how, how do you translate that? Impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's almost a guttural impressive. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. I took my children when they were young, young, and when they were in their teens, and, um, and they learned something different each time. It, I think it's, uh, it's not a great or exciting place to visit, but it's a very impressive way to visit. Yeah. Uh, this week's question, as uh, the United States is being gripped by cold, well, much of the world is being gripped by cold at the moment, 
our question is, what is the coldest temperature ever measured in the contiguous... Contiguous United States. Contiguous. Yes, which has like six other words you can say. Yeah, but I like contiguous. We decided we like contiguous. We're going with contiguous this week. Contiguous United States, the coldest... The coldest temperature ever measured in the contiguous United States. I wonder if there were polar vortexes back then. I would think there have to be. I think that's just more... Plural of vortexes, vortices? Probably vorti. Vorti? Yeah. It's another one of those I know, I'll never know. <laughs> I'll never really look or remember. Nor is it important. Yeah. Can we do chips? Chip time! Chip time. So we have the Kettle brand crinkle-cut salt and fresh ground pepper... And I have to be honest, this is probably one of my favorite chips at home. We've been eating this stuff for years now. Years. We have to thank uh, Judy K again. Thank you, Judy K. For bringing these in. Very, very appreciative. These are amazing. We've got a uh, chip to air ratio of, uh, again, about 50%. I don't know. Maybe they're filling these bags more, or we're just getting better bags lately. I think I think they're catching on. I think they're listening. They're catching into our, yeah. Lays just, and kettle. Yeah. We've been, yeah, given some It's reviews. amazing how much we can influence the industry. It is amazing. Are you going to take a bite? I'm going to have a bite. I'm going to have a big one. I'm pretty hungry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I ate my lunch around uh, 1030 this morning. Oh, it's actually pretty light for you. Yeah. So I don't even have to. You don't really need to eat them. No. I know that these are great. These are probably my favorite chip in the sense that you can eat them with a beer. You can eat them with a meal. You Mm -hmm. can eat them just by themselves. They're very crispy and crunchy. Yeah. They have a great salt to pepper ratio. Mm-hmm. You taste salt. You taste pepper. From one chip to another, it can be a little variable, which is nice. But you're not always getting the same experience on each chip, but it's close. Yeah. You can tell they're cousins. They may not be, you know, siblings exactly here. I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. I just, I'm, I'm just, just eating rambling. chips right now. Just These are good. Go. Love them. Two thumbs up. You're giving them two. I think I have to give them a two. Yeah, you know. This is you can do. This is a an independent taste testing panel experience. Yeah. So you can give them whatever you want. Well, they're better than last week's chips, which was a one thumb. So by default, they have to be a two. I see what you're saying. Oh. Yeah, you're kind of stuck with a two or a three then. Well, yeah, two. Yeah. So two twos, a couple of twos, recommended. Strongly. Uh, thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to actually get Mary on next week. So we will be going over endurance training, swimming, biking, running, all that good stuff with her. She will be bringing her special chips, the name of which we still have not been allowed to know. It's, so a, it's a secret. It's a surprise. It's a, it, is, it is a surprise. It's gonna, it better not be anything with lentils. We are, again, going to remind you over the uh, Fight for Air Climb which is taking place March 3rd at 7 a.m. at Republic Plaza. We have joined Team Grover, and that all goes towards the American Lung Association. Yes, so if you want to see us sweat and hear us sweat, we might just do a live podcast from the stairs. Which would be amazing, because you're allowed to bring phones. So Yeah, so that's fantastic. So we might be able to pick, pick so that one we, out. We might, we might tape some sound bits. and yeah. But, yeah, it's for an amazing good cause. So if you can spare a dollar or two, please donate. You can donate on the various websites. You can follow Christian's links, or you can donate wherever. That's fine, too. Yeah, whoever. Thanks for listening today. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.